1: LAS Studios. If you haven't noticed, homes in L.A. are going all out for Halloween. Some of the best areas to go trick-or-treating or to just check out cool spooky decor include Hancock Park, Beverly Hills, home of the famous Witch's House, by the way, and Venice Beach, Sierra Madre, parts of Pasadena, and Wilshire Vista. Shout out to Timeout LA for some of those recommendations, but the top place to go this spooky season is Angelino Heights. One of the oldest neighborhoods in the city of LA, full of old Victorian homes that definitely have a the haunted theme. Last fall, we got a tour of one of its old grand homes. So, let's dive in.
0: See that ringer? Yeah. That's That's for the servants. Oh. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So obviously they had servants. And there's two staircases in this house. In most of these grand homes. Because the servants dare not come down the main staircase.
1: We're heading out for another neighborhood episode. And today, we're exploring the evolution of Angelino Heights.
0: You have a feeling of hometown. It's a historical area.
1: It has some of the most beautiful architecture in LA.
0: These homes were built by the titans of industry.
1: This is Andrea Martinez Gonzalez.
0: Born and raised in Los Angeles, California, specifically Echo Park, and within Echo Park, Angelino Heights.
1: She's an Angelino Heights OG resident.
0: My family on my mother's side, Came over here in 1904 because of the Mexican Revolution. And they were in Arizona first. And you paid two cents to cross the bridge into the United States. No papers, nothing. Just pay your toll and you're good to go.
1: And she's lived here ever since.
0: I have been going to Echo Park Lake since I was old enough to walk. We'd always go to the lake and fool around and then go home. Everybody went to the lake.
1: We got to visit her today at her beautiful home.
0: My grandmother bought this house in 1960.
1: It's on the famous Carroll Avenue, which has more Victorian homes than anywhere else in the city.
0: And when my grandmother died, I was the only grandchild, and she left this house to me.
1: As I walk into her house, it felt like I was transported somewhere else. It feels historic. The way the natural light hits the living room, the staircase, the woodwork on the outside. It looks like a film set. This area is full of these unique, beautiful vintage homes. And this didn't happen by accident.
0: Well, this is an HPOZ, which means Historical Preservation Zone. And so you cannot do anything on the outside. You can do minimalist, ultra-modern on the inside, but don't you dare touch the outside. And why would anybody do minimalist with all this woodwork? I can't imagine them knocking that down. But anyway, whatever, whatever.
1: Angelino Heights became the city's first historical preservation zone in the 1980s. A hundred years before that, during a huge real estate boom in the 1880s, it was designed to be a suburb of downtown, which was basically all the city was back then. Those burbs were designed for and by the rich. It was the second suburban area in the city. The first? Well, that was West Adams. Shout out to our pilot episode where we explore West Adams, my original hood. So yeah, there's a lot of history in Angelino Heights. And just like West Adams, the neighborhood has gone through many phases since its founding.
0: There's some wonderful examples of Queen Anne, architecture, very wealthy people moved here and they have carriage houses because they had carriages in the 1890s. And there are some beautiful homes. I mean, and most of the homes have servants' quarters, service quarters. The backyards are huge. The lots are huge. It's not like today. These homes are really separated, long driveways, most of them. And so they had horses and they had the hitching posts on Carroll Avenue.
1: Have you ever seen those hitching posts? Some of them are still there. It's so interesting to think about horses just chilling on the street.
0: And then I think the change came in the 30s. Immigrants started moving in here and the affluence started moving further away. Oh, let's not be near these poor people. And they would take these large homes and divide them into boarding homes and such.
1: As middle and upper class white people started moving out of the area after World War II, immigrants started moving in. Mostly Mexicans, but some Chinese, Filipino, and Southeast Asians, too. It became home to a lot of folks who worked behind the scenes in Hollywood film studios.
0: Then they started building these little bungalows that Echo Park's very famous for. They're all over the place.
1: So because of these transformations, Angelina Heights has a diversity of architecture. There's Queen Anne and East Lake Victorian, Mission Revival, Craftsman, California Bungalow, Brownstone, and Streamline Modern. Now, I know this is a theme that keeps popping up.
0: Are you avoiding are you that changes? word? Gentrification! That <laughs> no, 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 was going to be a separate
1: question. We've got to talk why? about what's happened more recently here, and basically everywhere else in L.A.
0: As a homeowner, my God, my grandmother bought this home in 1960 for $49,000. Very, very quotes cheap. I got an offer for 1800000 the other day, and I said no. Mm-hmm. I said no. So from that point of view, for the homeowners, it's been a bonanza. For the renters, it's been horrific and a tragedy.
1: So I'm scanning the rentals online right now, and I'm seeing a nice two-bedroom apartment in like one of those converted Victorians. It's going for $2,700 a month, and a four bedroom is listed for about 7,000.
0: But many of the homeowners around here have not left, and they're Mexicans. Mexican Americans now, and they still live here. I'm one of them.
1: Rising housing costs is a huge issue in the city. In our elections coverage, we told you that it's one of the most pressing issues to Angelenos. But Andrea did remind me of the homeowner perspective. And many of the original homeowners here who came in the second wave in the early 1900s were immigrants, like Andrea's family.
0: They've gotten top dollar that they never dreamed they would get. Here on the corner of Kensington and Douglas, they had a lovely little bungalow. They sold it for over a million bucks. And with that money, they were all able to move to their town in Mexico. They built their little house and they were happy. So I know there's a lot of people who are angry and I get it, but then there's a lot of people who aren't. Like in everything, Brian,
1: But here's the tea. There are more than a million more people in L.A. since Andrea's family bought that house on Carroll. And the amount of available housing just hasn't kept up. The hope is that some new leadership in the city can help make L.A. affordable again for regular folks. Time will tell, I guess. We'll be right back after this. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe.
0: As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show
1: up as your authentic self. Check out Right Nowish. Rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you.
0: It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in
1: my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. Now, time for a little fun. Angelina Heights has been the backdrop to a bunch of TV shows and movies. One House on Carroll, a giant Burgundy Victorian, is known now as a Charmed House. You know, the show with the Hallowell sisters from the 90s? Okay, to be totally honest, I'm not much of a witch guy, and I've never watched the show. Don't, don't hate me, you know? Oh, you just came to, to the street for this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so cool. I'm a huge fan. Oh, awesome. But what it has doing? a total cult following, and we ran into some pretty excited tourists from all over the place.
0: It's amazing. <laughs> I am no word for that
1: Another fan favorite with Roots and Angelina Heights? Yep, we're talking about Fast and Furious. Scenes from these movies were shot all over LA, but the house belonging to Vin Diesel's character is not that far away from where we've been hanging out with Andrea. And so is Bob's Market, where Vin's character's family had a deli. Bob's actually became a historical landmark in 1979. Fans flock to these spots for a photo op, but residents are kind of over these movies. And in August, they protested the filming of a new Fast and Furious in the neighborhood. These neighbors say that the films glorify street racing, which has become a real problem in LA, so I get it. Okay, I don't know about y'all, but all this walking and history talk got me hungry. So now I'm gonna go eat.
0: There's an Italian place on Sunset in Alvarado, Pizza Buono. It's been there forever since I was a kid. Good pizza. Across from the car wash.
1: All right, let's cut some of that pizza. Okay. He doesn't have chicken. It's technically an Echo Park, but Angelino Heights and Echo Park share a business district. Family. So it counts. Ooh, Chipotle. Well, we want to know what's your most popular pizza. Okay, the
0: special. lleva has carnes y and two Okay. Pepperoni, sausage, mushroom, and green pepper.
1: How special? Yeah, I'll do yeah, that, yeah. This is an old-school Italian pizzeria vibe. Yeah,
0: okay. It's been in the family 25 years or so. My name is Israel Palacios, owner of Pizza Bona. The original owner was Italian.
1: And these recipes, like the house pizza, haven't changed at all from the original Italian owners.
0: The only things that have changed is obviously throughout the years, companies come and go, so you try to find a replacement
1: product and whatnot, but for the most part, it's all the same. Oh, current. First of all, it's all melty. We love to see it. For me, pizza's like 65% bread, and the bread's hitting. Alrighty, y'all. I got a bunch of pizza in front of me, so I'ma go grub. Catch you all tomorrow. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live.